Hello out there. Welcome to our podcast today. This is Coach EJ, the brand. This is Coach Aaron, the source. Hey, EJ, what's happening today? Aaron, not much, man. Just uh, another day. It's a, it's a, it's a Tuesday out there today, I guess. You know, but uh, uh, everything's great, man. Just uh, you know, it's the fall. You know, right now a little bit, and uh, get into some uh, interesting things that are happening with all your athletes. So, I guess what I want to talk about today, Aaron, is you know, are you a long-term vested athlete? You know, are you ready for this? And uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 planning, organizing, and and really putting your head down to work. So that's what's going on today. All right, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I think we sometimes forget. We always we we know as athletes, we know where we want to be and we where we want to go, but we don't always realize the time that it takes to get there. We sometimes underestimate that. <laughs> right. Um, and usually it does take longer than what we expect. So no, I, I think it's good that we kind of reiterate that to the athletes so that they really understand um, it, it's not a it's not a quick journey for most. Yeah. You know, Aaron, it's uh it's interesting as you know, we're kind of winding down the fall a little bit. And uh, I see athletes, you know, thinking, you know, wow, it's we're halfway through it or a little bit further halfway through it. And, you know, what else do I have to do? You know, it's kind of that look on their face. And I don't know if you see this either when you you see athletes um, at the facility, but I see it on, on the field with it. Is this, you know, it's like, okay, this is it. You know, it's like, okay, what else do I do? And is this it? You know, and I'm like, wow, this is just the start of it, people. You know, we're just, we're putting our head down and we're, as I always say, we're working in the dark or we're really in the dirt. We're in the epicenter of, of our development as a person, as an athlete. And this is, these are the, these are the dog days a little bit. You know, it's not so glamorous right now. And I always think that, you know, you just need to put your head down and, and grind it out in a positive way and, and really have a plan. So that's why I'm kind of thinking this this today. That's what um, my, where my mind's kind of wrapped up in that a little bit, that first initial thought. Yeah, we're at the beginning of, of October for the most part. And this is usually what I consider the start of off season for a lot of spring sports. So right. a lot of my track athletes, a lot of the baseball, softball, uh, they're kind of winding down. Some have maybe taken some time off. Uh, right. And they're now getting ready for next year, for February of next year. And I don't, not sure if athletes are, again, we always talk about putting a calendar together. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not sure if, most athletes are doing that and knowing that hey okay October 15th October 31st October whatever it is this is when I need to start my program I I still find kids kind of waffling and like you said they're finished up and now they're kind of floating around wondering what they should do and and you know my thing is kind of have that set before it happens to you, um, not a, not not every program is going to be available. Not every program is going to be offered. 
not every program is going to be, you know, open to you. So I always think that maybe if you do just a little bit of pre-planning, you know, maybe putting fillers out in August mm-hmm. and September, knowing, hey, you know, these things are going to be happening and this is how I'm going to conduct my offseason. I think that seems to be a, uh, a lot better strategy, but we're here now. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, what do we do? Well, you know, you find yourself a program or you build yourself a program or do whatever you need to do to get the, that off season going. Uh, you still have plenty of time, but you don't have a lot of time. Um, what I tell athletes is, is that you've got time, but you're also going to lose a lot because of the holidays and everyone always forgets about the holidays. They figure, yeah. okay, October, November, December, January. Oh man, I got four months to train. That's not the case. Okay. You're probably going to lose a couple of weeks, maybe even three for the holidays. Things might close up. You might go on vacation, you know, all of those sorts of things start to um, affect the calendar. Plus, just because it's four month, it's a four month period doesn't mean you're training all those four months. So let's be realistic. And I always tell people it's about the calendar. Right. You know, you can say, okay, I'm gonna performance train twice a week for until January. Okay. Okay, well that's 16, what, 16 weeks or so? Right. That's only 32 training sessions. Nothing. Yeah, it's a drop in the bucket. So don't assume that because you have a block of four months that you're going to get to where you need to be, especially if you're only doing something one time a week or two times a week. It doesn't work that way. And so I I want people to keep in mind, it's the number of days trained, not the time period in which you've trained. It's very easy for an athlete to say, oh, yeah, I've been training for the last month. Well, right. how, how, how many sessions did you go to? Oh, I went twice a week. That's only eight sessions. Nothing. Okay. And again, I talk about the training effect and how long it takes. And it takes a minimum of 20 to maybe 32 sessions for your body to acclimate and absorb and you be able to apply that training. Mm. So that's not a lot of time. Now you take away time because of injury, illness, vacations, holidays, that 32 can shrink very quickly. Mm-hmm. So you're right. You know, I need athletes to be cognizant of that. So what does that mean? One, you need to be training with more frequency. Mm. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean seeing that hitting coach, that fielding coach more right. frequently, but it means doing things on your own to supplement that. Okay. The other thing that I, I'll always hear is, well, I've got, you know, we're going to be practicing during that that time. Practicing is not training. <laughs> Good one. I like that. Okay. And and so I understand that you got to acquire the skill set that you need and you do that partially through practicing. But even in that, if you're only practicing once or twice a week, is that enough? If you're serious about going to the next level, being a D1 athlete, just being a collegiate athlete, you have to be what I call a full-time athlete. That's five days a week, five, okay? That's not, you know, a couple days here, a couple days there. You know, again, you always hear me 
talk about when athletes complain or parents complain. Well, he had practice, so he can't he can't do anything else. Like that one thing and that, that one day and that one activity is all they can do. Well, you're not going to get to where you want to be. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean you got to spend the time to go drive to go see a, a performance trainer or go get another hitting lesson. But maybe that's when you take that extra time and find a half an hour, 45 minutes and do the work on your own. I'm right. really big on efficiency. I don't think training needs to take more than an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And even as a professional athlete, my workouts weren't that, were only about that long. I got yeah. real efficient with them. And because I focused on the quality. Mm. So I don't see where an athlete has an excuse to say, well, I, ha I don't have 30 minutes to do some swings. Well, where do you got to go to do your swings? Do them in your bedroom, do them in your garage, do them in your backyard. You know, well, I can't get to a gym. Well, there's lots of body work and calisthenics and TRX exercises, mm -hmm. dumbbell work that you can do to supplement what you're doing when you're not at the gym. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I say, look at your day and how are you really using it? And maybe you have to extend your day. That's quite possible. A lot of you kids have heavy loads with academics and things like that. Well, maybe it means getting, you know, you hear me say this all the time, getting up and doing that six o'clock workout, you know, or doing that eight, eight thirty uh, workout. Because I can tell you, most of you are probably sitting in front of the TV at nine o'clock. Huh. Or, know? yeah, or playing Nintendo or whatever. But so it. You know, I'm a firm believer in um, the human nature that people will make things happen when it's important to them. Mm. Mm. And if an athlete tells me that, well, I can't find the time, then that tells me really it's probably not that important to you. And you've got to ask yourself that question. You know, how important, and be honest with yourself. If you say, you know what, that's yeah, not worth it doing the extra 30 minutes, okay? Understand that and and be okay with the consequences or be okay with the risk associated with that decision. But I think, you know, athletes and parents gaslight themselves and, and, and say, well, I've got a full schedule. Well, what does a full schedule look like? Because if it's not doing everything that you need to do, to move forward to where you need to be, then obviously you filled your schedule with things that aren't important. Wow, great, great points. I mean, you know, the topic today is, you know, are you a vested athlete, long-term vested athlete? And you hit up on some points, you know, and I, I'm just gonna reiterate, like the practicing is not training. Um, Boy, that sticks in my mind a lot because I hear a lot of things. Well, he's got practice. You know, I hear that all the time. I'm like, okay, can't yep. train. Whatever, okay, whatever. You're just wasting time to me. You're like wasting a valuable training session and it could be 45 minutes and you're doing, you know, work outside the gym. I mean, 
it just goes back. I, I think a lot of things that uh, I saw athletes do when I was growing up or athletes to this day, I look at Kobe Bryant, you know, <laughs> and kind of his mama mentality, um, just getting stuff done when you need to get it done with no excuses. Or I think of Jerry Rice and how he used to run up the hills and do all that stuff. And I, I think about, you know, guys I play with, you know, Royce Clayton, Darren Lewis and, and Barry Bonds. He's a trainer, San Mateo. And we used to go and work with Harry Mara for 45 minutes, get our work done. And we weren't at a gym. You know, we had to get our running in or we had to get a workout in. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't long. It's 45 minutes. Then we go hit and work out some more and and do that. But it was efficiency. I think the key word you said, quality and efficiency of your work and people like think you need to be in the gym or you need to go uh, do something for two or three or four hours. And that's really working out. To me, that's like wasting time. Yes. Like, what are you doing in the gym for three hours? We, I mean, what could you be doing? If I was in a hour, I couldn't walk the next day. I mean, I'd be yeah. so tired that I couldn't recover that I would need to take two days to recover. Not if you're training right. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing for three hours? I mean, what are you doing? I mean, and I think you said something really important. Full-time athlete. You know, you're full-time student athlete. Because a lot of your students and your athletes... Or whether you're not and you're just listening to us and you're an athlete, you're full t- you're full time with it. it. Means you need to manage your skills. You need to manage your time. You need to understand what you need to do. Write it down. I'm going to do this from this to this time, and I'm going to do this from this time, and just be organized uh, with your time to be a fully vested athlete when you're out here for the long term. If you're thinking you want to go play varsity sports or go play division one, division two, division three, or professional sports, whatever, you need to understand what you're doing and how you're doing it. If you're just flying by the seat of the pants think, oh yeah, I go work two, two days a week on sports performance or you know, I practice here, that's good enough. That's nothing. I mean, you can have said any better. Your, your body doesn't really start to understand itself through 32 training sessions. Can I tell you something? That was like 32 sessions to me was like almost like a month. It was like, you know, yeah. 32 sessions. Uh, that's at least, you know, a month and a half of training. Right. I looked at it a month and a half of training. You know, if I'm really working at it, you know, five days a week, right. it's a month and a half of training. And that's nothing. I mean, and could you imagine if you were organized and did a month and a half, you know, October to November, then took a little break as the vacation, then another month and a half before the holiday break in December. Okay. And then another, man, you're up to 64 to right. 70 something sessions before January. Right. Man, now now that is accomplishing something with the body. Now the body starts to change. The body starts to get stronger. The the will and the mental side of the uh, your mind gets into this euphoric state of you can't be stopped. Now the training now is making you tougher mentally, not only physically but mentally ready to go. And you're not even at the first of the year, man. Look at the confidence you have. And look at the energy and look, you can, hey, you can go longer now in your training because you're, you're now have that body ready to go to endure a season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, just listening to you, you talk right now, it just something just kept pounding in my head. And it was, I don't think that athletes grasp the concept that practicing is tra- and training is for transformation. Mm. Trying to change right. <clears throat> your body. You're trying to change your skill set. And you got to be realistic on how long that takes and how many sessions it takes and what those incremental steps are going to be based on how much you put in. And because, you know, performance training and, and private coaching and all and travel baseball has become so, you know, kind of mainstream or passe, I don't, I think it's, there's more of a check the box mentality about it than, you know, in other words, it's, it's an, people are looking for an attendance award not what knowledge did i you know gain from going you know or or how what growth in other words did i gain from going you know i can go to a math class all semester and and learn very little or i can learn very a whole lot yeah you know so it's it's how you're using that time um i think that's important and the the ideal is regardless of how much time you put in there's got to be growth at the end of it and it may not be all the growth you want but because maybe your time was limited but there still needs to be some growth and in and in training what athletes don't tend to understand and even the parents sometimes is that in most instances you're actually relearning something especially with me and in running and i know it's the same with you and hitting yeah because if you've got a 12 or 13 year old who's been doing something you know 10 11 years of their life do you realistically think someone's going to be able to change that and change it and make it stick and change it and make it stick under duress and pressure and competition and mm. a handful of sessions yeah yeah now it's been done I've done it, but that's really, you're really not playing the odds. Yeah. You know, because more than more likely than not, it takes more time than what people understand. Regardless how good I am, regardless how good you are, regardless how receptive the kid is, because again, there's a process, introduction of the, of the concepts, the new concepts learning those concepts and understanding them applying those concepts in practice and doing it routinely mm-hmm. and now applying those concepts under duress and competition which right. is what performance is so there's a whole process that needs to take place and that may not happen you may see some some things happen very quickly you know, oh, they change their mechanics. Oh, they, you know, understand the concept. But it may take longer for them to do it routinely and do it on command. And then also longer for them to do it when a 90 mile an hour fastball is coming at them. <laughs> or you've got six or seven other guys in the race and y'all running shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's the only way that you move through that process and and move through it with some relative 
um, speed is by being invested in your process. Yeah. And, and, and so it's not just, okay, you know, I went to, I went to performance training this week, check. I went to practice this week, check. I went to EJ this week, check. Right. You know, so, you know, again, vested is, is again, it's not a, an attendance thing. It's, that's only one part of it. Yeah. Well, you know, I look at it this way. You got the check box mentality versus versus being vested in in what you're trying to do. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I just thought of a, a circumstance that's been going on for the past three weeks with just hitting. And, you know, we have team practice. We hit. We have a hitting day. We just hit. And then we have a hitting class. The players that are at practice that week and then come to the extra hitting, which is all hitting, and then are in that class, they're excelling. They're they're excelling if they're vested in the process and really getting something out of them, out of it. That means they're really concentrating at practice when we have that short time to hit and then when they come in and hit they're they're ready to go and then we have the hitting class those kids that are really into it and they're they're being that full-time athlete in terms of just hitting are benefiting but that's like you said it's not the checkbox it's like being consistent with your practice or your training and, and, and it's not all day. It's like I said, it's a very short amount of time. You get a lot of work done. So um, I think what you said is very important today, Aaron. You know, check boss men, check box mentality versus, you know, are you a vested athlete? What does that really mean to you? And, and, and that really um, talks to to the point of are you invested in what you're doing? Not or nothing more to say. <laughs> not at all anyway hey it's been a great great talk today Aaron and uh, hey hit us up people out there you know as Aaron says check the box all the time when you guys listen to us yeah, and hit, that like uh, button. hit the like button on uh, on YouTube right yep let us know uh, what you're thinking and uh, we'll chop it up we'll talk about it well this is Coach EJ the brand it's Coach Aaron the Source We'll see you.